4 o'clock football frenzy. Hey, you hit me so hard down there. Presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. The 4 o'clock football frenzy on Cofield and Company. Company. All right, here we go. Second half of the program. Right now, uh, your top-notch hockey talk is over on our sister station, Fox Sports Las Vegas. That's 1340 and 98.9 FM. Ryan, the hockey guy, leading the way on that one. John Von Tobel is in. we got a lot of football coming up. we got a lot of NBA coming up. We'll uh, get you updated on the last-minute news and notes before the 5 o'clock puck drop with the Golden Knights in Game 3 of this series against the Canadians. Uh, John, first of all, weird one. The uh, Canadians coach is not going to be behind the bench because he, he may have a positive COVID test. It's been back and forth. Ooh. I saw hockey expert uh, Elliot Friedman this morning said it's positive. But uh, this could be the beginning of a lengthy absence for the Canadians coach. Kind of a big factor, maybe not tonight, but kind of a big factor moving on, moving forward. And I assume that because you are very even keeled right down the aisle, uh, in the middle, that you were going to be just as fired up as you were about the whole Ryan Reeves thing and potentially false positive. Mm. <laughs> I don't know uh, if it's a false positive. We don't know yet. No, I know. But it, yeah, no, it, I, at the beginning of the show, yeah, I said um, if this is a false positive, of course it's total nonsense. Yeah, I mean, the, mm. the NHL and the way they've handled COVID and how many issues they've had with COVID, it's a joke. Well, and, and I think that's the, my initial thought, too. That we, with the fact that that's the initial thought where you go to, the fact that the NHL has had so many of those and that that could be a very real possibility that this could be all about nothing because they've had so many of these false positives, uh, is it is a little bit, I think, of a problem where the NHL has put themselves. And it also starts the conversation around vaccination, whether or not a guy is vaccinated, whether he should be vaccinated at this point of a you know of this pandemic and everything that we're ha- that's happening. But Yes, it's obviously a very big deal. I do wonder, can you get away without your coach for a game if you've implemented the game plan and everybody's ready to go? But uh, if it's over the course of a long term, then yeah, that'd be a problem. Uh, One more before the frenzy. Did you get involved on the U.S. Open? Because right now, uh, Bland, 5-under, Henley, 5-under, Oosthuizen, 4-under, Bubba Watson, 3, Rom 3. You got anything? No, I didn't. Uh, you know, I've been a little preoccupied with uh, the NBA postseason at work. Uh, but I will say, you know, one of the guys that has impressed me has been my guy who was one of the Masters. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, through the first round at least, had, had done a really solid job, especially with some of his approach shots. And there was actually a point where you, he probably should have been three or four under with some of the shots that he left out there on the course. Uh, but for the most part, I've sat back and watched. I have enjoyed uh, Bryson DeChambeau kind of struggling a little bit. The whole bomb and gouge thing not really working out in the big picture. And, of course, like the U.S. Open, especially the, one, the way that this one is set up. Uh, Matt Salami got destroyed today. He was he yeah. shot a 76, so he's plus three. So he wasn't he wasn't so good today. So, uh, you know, the, that rooting interest kind of fizzled. All right, football time. <laughs> what do you think of the Pac-12 pumping the brakes a little bit on the college football playoff? Expansion to 12, saying that, uh, wait a second, the sixth highest ranked conference champions get in, but that doesn't mean that us and the Power Five get an automatic bid from our conference. Are so they, I felt uh, like it was. Are they right on this? Well, I felt like it was kind of. 
I guess cowardly, yeah. for lack of a better, you know what I mean? Like, act like you've been there, bro. Like, <laughs> you guess technically there is a situation in that could, in which that could happen, but you know, you're the Pac-12, right? Like, that's not going to happen to you. Why would that ever into your mind? So I feel like that's like almost well, like a John. Huh? The problem is based on the rankings, especially last year, where the conference got absolutely no respect. Now, part of it was they they couldn't play any games because they got started so late and they had COVID issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a chance that there is. You know, a group of five team that is in front of the best Pac-12 team, and then they don't get an automatic bid. And then the leeriness of the conference, hey, like when it comes to rankings in general, I I could not believe this number of the 28 bids that have been handed out uh, since they've had this Final Four. The Pac-12 has only gotten two of the bids. (laughs) I mean, look, so it was Washington and Oregon, if I remember correctly, right? Those two. Uh, that got those but like i mean i think you go back to not last year but 2019 right in terms of some of the college football playoff committee rankings and all those like you know for example in 2019 one of the final rankings oregon finished fifth in the ap top 25 like i think there's a a realm out there in which the pac-12 is going to get respected i think maybe they're a little gun shy about what happened last year but i just i'm more surprised again about the mentality of the conference like that's very much a man we've been beaten down here in this realm in terms of the respect and the, we only gotten those two spots. What if they continue to carry that over when this expands? I was more I was more surprised by the commentary than anything else because I, I think they'll get they'll find themselves in. I think they'll be perfectly fine. I wonder if their worry has anything to do with uh, what some people think is the tip of the iceberg with some sort of cheating scandal with Arizona State. There are people out there who say that yeah. there might be another Pac-12 school involved in something like that so what if it took down a power and then all of a sudden you're debilitated with two of your programs down and then yeah you're not doing so hot in the rankings and in a 12 team tournament you don't get a freaking team in holy moly yeah. i mean then that would be very pac-12 esque right <laughs> that a disaster. Would be, it would be an absolute nightmare but it would happen to the pac-12 out of all of these conferences uh coming up next we're going to flip the page we're going to get out to staples get a preview of the clippers game tonight the la scene as la's finally open up you're gonna have a full crowd we think uh at least they can go full capacity at staples for the clippers game as arash our buddy arash is going to check in Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. Well, I know Von Tobel was excited about this as a uh, lead NBA analyst for VSIN, and plus the Clippers are such a cool story. Want to see if uh, Kawhi can return. We'll find out, but uh, we'll see if the Clippers can get through this one tonight. And uh, Arash Markazi from the Mighty 1090 and uh, formerly LA Times and uh, ESPN.com is covering the scene, and it's quite a scene in LA right now. Arash, what is it like? Things opened up finally, right? Yeah, you know, it feels like we're in Las Vegas. You know, yeah. no mask, everyone's not social distancing. Things are kind of back to normal. You know, I was at the Dodgers game Tuesday. And that was the first day things were really back to normal, like 52,000 fans at Dodger Stadium. Um, yeah, I mean, this happened a lot quicker than I thought. I, I, I think you were hopeful <laughs> by July, yeah. July 4th weekend, but mm-hmm. this happened in Vegas June 1st or even probably before then. But then June 15th, I mean, Steve, I mean, things are totally back to normal, which is great. But, I mean, it's happened so much quicker than I thought. And for the first time since March of 2020, tonight at Staples Center, we will have a capacity crowd. 
Which is amazing. Uh, one more thing on, you know, uh, California opening up and SoCal opening up. It's funny. I was in San Diego this last weekend, and, you know, in the gas lamp, they have Fifth Street closed down. You can walk all up and down Fifth Street. And on Friday night down there and even Saturday night, we were like, wow, there's a ton of people. And it hadn't even opened yeah. up yet. But we kept saying, like, Vegas did this gradually. Like, we, we, we did, like, you know, 25% and then 50 and then 100 It just seemed like Southern California was, like, completely locked down. And then on Tuesday, like, all right, let's go. Yeah, it was 0 to 100. I mean, Tuesday in the South Bay felt like a holiday. I mean, no parking, <laughs> people, like, at the bars for the first time in 15 months. I mean, it was really, like, an amazing thing to see. Uh, you know, I mean, like, obviously, like, as you know, like, I've been out to Vegas, and as you said, gradually things have come back. But it really went from, you know, you have to wear a mask, social distancing, plexiglass, whatever, to, like, June 14th, that that's the way it was. June 15th, we were back to normal. Arash, you couldn't belly up to most bars in California on crazy. Saturday and Sunday. That's craziness. It was, I mean, it was really surreal for me to go to the Shellback, which is like a bar that yeah. uh, we go to in Manhattan Beach, and like you could not sit at the bar. And so for the first time, June 15th, for the first time since March 15th, it was 15 months that I was able to sit down at the bar. Was- so, yeah, no, it, it was fantastic. So, Arash, are you getting a sense of what the support is going to be like um, in terms of the Clippers in this potential closeout game for them? Because as we know, you know, in the past, especially Clippers-Lakers games, even though it would be a home game, it would skew Lakers' support. Well, what do you think the crowd is going to be like for the Los Angeles Clippers tonight? Yeah, you know what? It'll be very Clippers uh, positive. It really, it really depends on who they play. Like, if this was a Warriors game, there'd be a ton of Warriors fans here. Obviously, if it was the Lakers, it'd be 90% Lakers. But I, I don't know how well the Jazz travel. I, I don't really see Jazz hats and shirts around here in Los Angeles. And I have to tell you, uh, the game four that they had here in Los Angeles, it was about 50% capacity. It was uh, very loud for the Clippers. So I do think there's a lot of fans who are very excited about this moment in time. One went away, but as you know, Steve and guys, I mean, they, they, they've been in this position before. You know, they, they, they were here a year ago. They, they were here a few years ago against Houston. They've been one win away from the conference finals before, and it's just, it, it's really too bad that they, that they have to go at it without Kawhi. But um, it'll be a very uh, Clippers-positive crowd, which has not like been the case depending on who they're playing. But, but because they're playing the Jazz, you're going to hear a lot of support for the Clippers. Oh, I know very well. I'm a Clippers fan, so uh, this is a very nerve-wracking time and a very nerve-wracking day. Uh, so let me ask you, so what is the, the – I shouldn't say the support. In terms of the coverage for the Clippers, because, you know, you mentioned being one win away, and that's obviously happened a couple of times, but this is a little different, right? You're going on the road, winning that game, taking this 3-2 series lead, the way that Paul George has almost vindicated himself to a certain extent with these last three games and with this series, you know, what the coverage has been like and what the conversation has been like around these Clippers, because I feel like it's a little bit different than the past years. I think it helps that the Lakers are not in the picture. It helps that they were gone in the first round. But as Steve knows, and we've talked about this in terms of coverage here in Los Angeles, they play the hits. So it's the Lakers, it's the Dodgers, it's USC. When you talk about the Clippers, it's mainly about the Clipper curse. It's about that they that that, that, that you don't have Kawhi, that they've been in this position before, and that they've failed before. So I really think you know if if they can find a way to win. It'll be a fantastic time, and it really, this really shaped up nicely for the Clippers in terms of Friday night, 
first Friday night. We've been normal here in Los Angeles for 15 months. The first time in 15 months, packed house. You know, I I think it'll be a great atmosphere tonight. But again, from everyone I've talked to with the team, this thing with Kawhi, it's not going to be okay by tonight, by Game 7, by the next round. Like, I really think he's done for the postseason. So it's just... Like, even on a night like this, where the Clippers can, for the first time in franchise history, get to the conference finals, the cloud of their best player not being able to play in the conference finals, it's still there. You know, you mentioned it's a perfect night. Being the jaded Clippers guy that I am, that means it's a perfect night for them to go out and lose by 20. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I really hope not. But listen, I've covered these games. I was on the beat when they had that 3-1 a series lead against Houston, 3-1 series lead against the Nuggets last year. I mean, we've been in this position before, um, so hopefully they find a way to do it. But, again, to find a way to beat Utah multiple times without Kawhi is going to be really hard to do. Arash is with us. He's on the L.A. scene. Clippers playing tonight. Second game of the uh, NBA doubleheader here in town. Jazz are two-point favorites trying to survive uh, against the Clippers, the total is 221. All right, I'm going to light this flame between uh, Arash and JVT. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what side JVT is on, but Arash, I saw you mentioning and debating folks about the asterisk. Is the asterisk year last year, or is it actually this year because of the condensed season and all the freaking injuries? All right, so here's the thing. I don't believe any season should have the asterisk, and here's why. It's like We've had a 50-game season. We've had a 60-game season. Last year, people forget, it was actually a 72-game season. And, um, and the, the argument I make for the people who think that it's a tarnished title, the Lakers earned the number one seed. And there are third, certain things you get when you have the number one seed. You get home court advantage. You get to sleep at home. You get to practice at your home facility. I mean, there's a lot of things that come with that. The Lakers had to go two. 2,500 miles away from home, be in a bubble for 100 days. They were away from their family. So, like, that's not a tarnished title. Now, the joke, my tweet that kind of went viral was more of a joke because I think if you want to talk about a tarnished title, like, every trainer that I talked to said, this is a really messed up situation. There's going to be a lot of guys who are going to be hurt this year. A 70-day offseason is not enough time. You're going to see a lot of guys. I mean, he he was the first one to tell me, and I thought he was crazy because, like, I love the Lakers. But he was like, if you made it to at least the conference finals, you're done. You, you, I mean, like, you, unless they do load management, forget about the Lakers, forget about the Nuggets, forget about the Heat, forget about the Celtics. Like, that is not enough time to rest, and it played out that way. So it's not an asterisk, but if you are the type that believes that half season was one, this season – you, you, you have to put it on the two seasons, I guess. Yeah, I think when you're looking at this in terms of like how you view this season, if Arash, if people want to put the asterisk on it, the reason I believe it's incorrect, one, I just don't want to denigrate titles. If you win a title, you win a title. There's, I agree. There's no apologizing for that. But the other is, of all the teams that are currently alive right now, every single one of them is dealing with an injury, right? Chris Paul is now on the COVID list, so we'll see if he's actually going to be out there for the start of that series. But go through the list. Every single one of these teams is missing a key player. Down in Milwaukee, who doesn't have Dante DiVincenzo, and people would say, stop Dante DiVincenzo, who cares? The other night, Pat Connaughton was getting his butt kicked, 
And Dante DiVincenzo would have a lot of those defensive possessions. Like every single one of these teams is dealing with a key injury. So if anybody out there wants to, you know, say, hey, this is an asterisk that doesn't count, every single team would have to overcome an injury. The only thing that I will say is just is that if Milwaukee and the Clippers fail to get to the conference finals, basically like every team that has had success in the postseason, they either didn't make the playoffs last year or were bounced in the first round, which meant which meant hmm. They didn't have to stay like in Orlando for 100 days or 90 days or 80 days. That took a toll on a lot of people. And I, I wasn't there, so I can't speak on that. But you talk to people who were there for the full 100 days, I mean, that was a struggle. That was an ordeal. And that you needed more than 70 days to come back from that. So I agree with you, JBT. No asterisk, not last year, not this year. But this was a very unique situation that in these two seasons are really connected. The reason that if you had success in the postseason a year ago, you didn't have success this year, they're tied together. Well, and the, the, I feel like the NBA is kind of playing with fire. Are they not starting right back up in October again? Like you're, you're kind of setting this up exactly. for if you have another deep postseason run, like you might get some more exhaustion from these guys. But here's the thing. If you're a Lakers fan out there and you're tuning, if you're yep. tuning in, this is good news for you. I mean, the best offseason acquisition that that team can make is run this back. Listen, they're, they're going to make some tweaks, no doubt about it. But the fact that you're going to give LeBron and Davis five months off, that is the best thing that could possibly happen. Arash, let's close on this. Arash Markazi is on with us. You can hear his show at noon, Monday to Friday, on the Mighty 1090s out at Staples, or he's going to be in just a little bit for the Clippers game tonight. You love big events. Vegas has big events. L.A. needs more big events. Did you have the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl in mind as one of the big events? I didn't, but I totally see why they did it. This would be a bowl that no one would normally care about, Steve, but now, obviously, Kimmel's going to talk about it like on his show, he's going to be there to present the uh, trophy. He's going to have the teams on his show. So, like, like it's a joke, but the but the ninety <laughs> percent of these bowl games are a joke, right? So, I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, how long the deal was. They said it was a multi-year deal, but this was this is effectively the old Las Vegas Bowl, like you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, like. Like, it's a joke, but they kind of have to do that to get some attention, publicity, and stuff like that. Damn, Arash dropping the hammer. <laughs> what if UNLV actually makes a game? It's a long shot. Let's go, Mr. Vegas. Be positive about the Mountain West Conference. No, no, no. Hey, listen, it's a great platform. I mean, yeah. UNLV, the running Rebels, would be on late <laughs> night with Jimmy Kimmel. So, I mean, that's the one positive of this thing. So, instead of getting uh, a George Foreman Grill, or I don't even know what these teams get. <laughs> they would be on Kim alive, so that's actually not too bad. Arash, enjoy the game tonight. We know you got a crunched up schedule, so we appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, boy. Arash, Mr. Vegas label, running Rebels for the football team. Come on, man. I'm going to have to message him. going to have to message him. All right. Game's coming up about 40 minutes. VGK game. It's over on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Make sure for all the hockey preview, you flip over right now if you want to hear it uh, with Ryan the Hockey Guy and Darren Millard. We'll have some hockey thoughts in about 20 minutes. Go over the final odds and uh, give you the updates as they start to do the line rushes. It's always, always an exciting time. We actually find out what the hell is going on. But up next, though, uh, we'll get to the Fat Pack as we talk some food. We talk some football. We'll bring in our buddy, football insider and foodie insider, Mark McMillan. Visit LVSportsNetwork.com for access to the latest podcasts and best interviews. 
We don't mess around when it comes to food. It's the Fat Pack on Cofield and Company. Brought to you by Nova Home Loans. You see a pair of laughing eyes. Oh yeah, final Fat Pack of the week here on a Friday, and we got a special guest for this special edition of the Fat Pack. It's our buddy Mark McMillan. We'll get into uh, plenty of Mark's exploits around the grill, and also up on the internet with his cooking videos. But Mark, let's start out with the fact that uh, I know this morning you're running another one of your football camps for the little guys. Uh, what's going on with Camp 29? We do, uh, you know, training, uh, sand work, uh, heel work, uh, footwork, speed, and agility. Uh, from ages eight up to, you know, guys that, uh, you know, that are in college now. So a young man from Las Vegas High School, Carmine, uh, who just uh, signed with San Jose State a couple of months ago. Uh, I think he leaves this week. So he was one of the kids that came through the program that I'm really excited about. Uh, you know, so I'm excited for that young man. And uh, this morning we had we had uh, some youth kids from, you know, eight to nine-year-old kids in the sand, man. It was 120. Yeah. Kids are like, man, they were like, coach, my feet are hot. I was like, suck it up. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, you know what? Football's tough, man. These things work. Before the NFL draft, we talked to um, Alex Molden, yeah. Elijah Molden. Uh, and Elijah is Alex's son, but Elijah wound up getting drafted by the Titans, and that's one of those guys you worked with, you know, way back when. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a great feeling, man. I know it's another kid named Rashad Tanner. Uh, who came from Hawaii, uh, you know, I told the coaching staff about him. He tried out uh, during their walk-on tryouts, and he actually made the team. And so, you know, he's another kid that comes out, you know, two, three days a week that we train here in Vegas. And, you know, uh, you know, you put in the work, man, and, and anything can happen. So to see that young man go up against, you know, hundreds of kids at the tryout, and, you know, for him to be – he was the only kid selected, you know, for the walk-on tryout. And that was UNLV, part, right? Yeah, that UNLV. Yep. So – um, you know, he, he's excited to be, uh, you know, in the process. Um, you know, the numbers are kind of crazy over there. They got transfers. You got portal kids coming in. Uh, but for him to go to that combine or, or camp or whatever they call it and perform at a high level and get the coach's attention for them to give him an opportunity to walk onto the team is, is big. Mark, what's the best way uh, for parents to get in contact with you so they can have their kids trained? Um, they can uh, contact me through my e email, uh, MightyMC29 at Yahoo. Um, they can also follow me on Twitter as well, Mark McMillan29. Uh, um, you know, we train kids from Monday through Saturday. Uh, you know, we usually go from 8 to 9 o'clock in the morning because right now it's, it's hot, man. You know, like I said, I was dripping sweat in, in, in the sand pit, but, you know, to see these kids – you know, and I tell these kids, there's not too many eight, nine-year-old kids are getting up early in the morning training when it's 110 degrees outside. That's awesome. Uh, five years from now, I have a feeling you may still be doing the football training, but I also have a feeling you're going to have like eight and nine-year-olds all surrounding a grill, and you're going to be doing grill training <laughs> and smoker training because the uh, grilling with McMillan empire continues to grow uh first of all what was uh, what went down on your latest cooking segment on video this is with fitvine and i saw you had some uh, grilled meats as you called it and some corn yeah yeah, yeah. i had some grilled meats man I had, a, I had a nice little uh steak and had some grilled corn on there um you know at the end obviously i'm always making a nice fresh sangria and you know fitvine wine is one of the uh one of my partners that i've been uh, you know, dabbing with for for a couple of months now. Um, they're behind me 100%. It's a great product. You can buy Fitvine wine anywhere here in Las Vegas as well. So it's just not like, uh, you know, you can go order it online. But if you do order it online, use the code FIT29, and it'll give you a discount on the uh, on the wine as well. So, you know, I'm looking forward to doing another uh, cooking segment with uh, Fitvine wine. I do one once 
every month. Um, you know, they've been gracious enough to be on board with me to allow me the platform to uh, cook for people live, man. You know, last time I had like 50 people on there and, you know, people were salivating, man. I had salmon on there, I had steak, I had corn. You know, if it makes noise, I'll put it on the grill and make it work. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, the intensity with the crew, the Cofield and Company cooking crew, uh, of, you know, around smoking and uh, grilling is insane. We've got Judge Dan in Denver who just yeah. bought like some three or four thousand dollar smoker. Oh, I can man. do like he's got a, he's got a Cadillac. Oh yeah, grill, but he, he's got a Cadillac. Mark. He can do like forty you know chickens at a time. Uh, Michael Felder, our college football guy out of Chicago, is grilling. Yeah, Mike, he's cooking. Mike is down too. Mike's a, Mike Mike's, is- Mike's amazing. He's been doing it a long time. He's making his own bread. Um, but I, I got to talk about <laughs> you got a new grill, and then you threw a bunch of stuff on the last two weeks. Um, yeah, this is what like a combo smoker and and charcoal barbecue. Yeah, I have a, a Dino Dino Glow. Uh, you know, it's a grill company that I reached out. You know, I've been I've been chomping at the bit, man, just to try to get a grill sponsor for what like two or three years now. And you know, I just reached out to them, and they, they thought it would be a great partnership. So uh, they sent me out the the latest edition of their electric smoker uh, that's Bluetooth capability as well, so what? I can actually sit in my house. I can sit in my house and control the temperature. And, you know, so I already cooked a, 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 a chuck roast on there. I saw that. I cooked chicken wings on there. Uh, I cooked fish in there already. And then they sent me out another one of their uh, uh, charcoal grills as well. So they sent me two grills, uh, you know, to kind of, you know, get me started. So I'm excited to uh, partner up with Dino Glow as well, man. So uh, check them out. They have some amazing products, not just grills, man. They got They got heaters. They got fans. They got water coolers. So, you know, it, it could be a great fit, man. Once tailgate season come along, we'll have a grill and we'll have water coolers to cool ourselves down during the tailgate season. Folks, check out Mark's food. I'm telling you, he posts it all the time. It's at uh, Mark McMillan 29 And I'll just – I'll give a pop to our buddy Judge Dan, and we'll have you guys on together in the future. Uh, yeah. Dan is a you know, pretty high-level pit master. What Dan, oh, no, is, Dan, what, is, the, what, Dan is the guy. <laughs> what, Dan, what Dan is doing now, actually, like, you know, you're talking about some higher-end smokers and grills. Dan is actually doing something that he's calling the Grill Samaritan. He's doing rehabs on old grills. Like, he's picking up old grills around his area and fixing oh, them up, nice. cleaning them up, repairing them, and then, you know, giving them out to people on his show. So there's a lot of good stuff going on, Cofield & Company, oh, with, the, awesome, with the grilling. Man. Dude, I got to tell you, I know it's a very basic barbecue or grill product. You posted a picture of brats the other day, and like the the juice oozing from the brats was like the ultimate food porn. I I, I was looking through real quickly, and I was like, "Whoa, what is that?" <laughs> You're yeah, I, I love brats, man. I, I'll always have Johnsonville beer brats in my freezer, man. So uh-huh. whenever I have a go to, if I something real quick, I, I go straight to my brats, man. And the other day, that video I did post, man, I got oh real my close. God. My fingers were burning hot. <laughs> But I wanted to make I wanted to make sure everybody saw the broads crying with the juice just bursted out of them. So it, it was really good, man. So uh, this week, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna throw on the grill because every 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 uh, week is different. But you know, it'll be something special. And you know, I got a couple of uh, charity events that I'm I'm launching as well next week in, in Philadelphia. Uh, I want to get to Philly here in five minutes because we got some basketball and a little football to talk about. First piece of advice. I know this is gonna sound really stupid because it's a very basic meat. What do you cook your chicken on? Because I have such a tough time with chicken in terms of having to come out rubbery or just drying the hell out of it. Well, first of all, you got to have good chicken. You, you know, you got to go. I, I always, you know, either I get it from my, my, my meat guys that happy to meet you or I go to Whole Foods. You know, they have really good fresh produce 
as well as fresh poultry uh, and, and beef as well. So, um, you know, I cook my chicken wings on my Dynaglo smoker for three and a half hours at 250. I'm oh, wow. telling you, you're talking about fall off the bone. I'm talking about fall off the bone, baby. And, you know, I'm always learning, you know, different techniques as well. But this is my first time actually owning an electric smoker. And I'm sure my electric bill is going to be a lot higher because <laughs> I've been I've been wearing that smoker out. <laughs> how about how about just chicken breast? Like what, what temp and uh, for how long so that, uh, you know, you're not drying it out? Well, I like to use uh, I don't like to use, you know, the, the chicken breast. I like to use the thigh thigh, because the thigh meat is more juicier. And, you know, some people like the chicken breast. But if I use chicken breast, I'll cut it in half because they're really big pieces of meat. So you'll you'll slice it. You'll slice it to have it and make it almost into like a cutlet. Yeah. Make it like you have two pieces of chicken right there. And, you know, slice it in half. Uh, You put it on like 250, 275. Oh, okay. um, You know, for probably, you know, if you're using, like I said, chicken, chicken thighs, I like, you know, 15 minutes tops. You know, so you want to get a nice char on it. Um, you know, the bone gives it that extra flavor. As to the breast, you know, the breast, you got to be real careful with chicken breast. Like you said, it'll, it'll dry out real quick. Uh, let's talk a little hoops. And uh, we'll get to uh, your trip, big trip coming up to Philly. Well, first of oh all. Oh, my the, gosh. What got, is going on in Philadelphia, yeah. man? What is going on? Mark, like, we got. looking we, for Ben Simmons. They got wanted posters out for Ben Simmons. They're looking for him. What is happening to this guy? We got game six on tap, and now they have to win both of the games to get out of the series. What's happened to Simmons? I, I don't know what is going on. And this is a guy that's that's asking for a max contract. And I'm like, if you're going to. The kid has all the athletic ability in the world. But he's worse shooting free throws than Shaquille O'Neal. And that's that's really bad for a kid that has so much talent. And we always talk about Philadelphia. That is a rough town to play in. Yep. And for him, I'm sure he doesn't go out. <laughs> uh, because I'm sure the fans are all over him. And it's, it's really scary um, to see him on the free throw line. It's like he it, they really have to pull him out of the game. That's crazy. To try to, you know, for, for, for they won't, you he's know, a freaking, He's a freaking guard. You, you got to be able to shoot. And I'm, yeah. You know, I don't want to be a smart ass, but, uh, you know, and, and <laughs> hey, players and athletes can enjoy their lives. And I'm not saying, you know, you can't go get some tookus and date and hang out with ladies, but, <laughs> like, he's got he's to gotta focus this offseason with a shot doctor. And I'm talking about his shot from everywhere, uh, from yeah. 15, from the free throw line, from three-point range. If he wants to be next-level player, he's got to be able to shoot. It's going to be tough for him. I don't see him being that next level player. You know, this is what year three, um, year four for him. And, um, you know, people have been giving him a, a pass for a while, but he, he doesn't get a pass from me anymore, man. This kid has all the ability in the world. He's 6'9, he can dribble, he can pass, but he can't shoot to save his life. And, you know, that that's like the, the kid that they had before. Was it Fultz? You know, that, that had the yips. You know, he was their top pick a couple of years ago, and, you know, everybody was on him. But now, you know, you have Ben Simmons. That's unacceptable, man. He is – my son said he's trash. That's what my son says. My son said he's trash. <laughs> well, he's still got time. He's 24, and like you said, he's in his uh, fourth year. Um, I know it would be fraternizing with the enemy, but uh, if KD has some time in the offseason to coach him a little bit, uh, KD's the shooter. And what KD did a couple of days ago, and now he's got to come through again, but what he did a couple of days ago with 49, 17, and 10 is about as impressive a thing as you've seen in years in the NBA. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. And, you know, obviously, you know, we've been in sports for a long time, and we've seen some some really good players. 
come along, but for a player to single-handedly carry a team on his back when everybody knows he's getting the ball and everybody knows he's shooting every single time. And for Giannis, I'll be hard on him too. Step up to the challenge. You know, he came up with a comment the other day, like, well, if the coach asked me to guard KD, I will. The coach shouldn't have to ask you to guard a guy when you're in the playoffs. If you're supposed to be that guy, you let your little kahuna hang and, and you get in his face and you challenge him. And Giannis did come up with a big game last night and the uh, the Bucks got the Nets, so that series continues to develop. All right, NFL, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a slower time and we're going to start getting into the Raiders and the positional battles in the next couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. I mean, we're five weeks from, you know, real important kind of go time for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and there's still, there's still a lot of nonsense chatter back and forth. Mark <laughs> Murphy said, hey, he's a, you know, he's a peculiar guy. Then uh, A-Rodge does an interview, and he's got a, a shirt on that says, I'm offended. This doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't seem like they're trying to heal this thing. No, it, it's been dragging on way too long. And, you know, you got the kid uh, Love out of there taking all the first-team reps. And then, you know, his, his, his play seems to be up and down in camp, too. You know, some of the things that he's been doing and some of the things I'm hearing out of the camp is he's not as sharp as, you know, they would like him to be at this particular time. And, you know, it's hard to replace Aaron Rodgers. And he holds all the cards. And, you know, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't seem like the Packers are stepping up and, and saying like, hey, you know, we really want to mend this thing and try to make it work. It's more like they're trying to prepare, you know, love. And then they're draft, you know, they're, they're reaching out and getting other quarterbacks and free agency and, you know, Rogers is out there, man, just living his best life with some with some fine honeys out there, uh, <laughs> climbing mountains and 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 going downstream. <laughs> yeah, he's got his uh, he's got his new lady, the actress Shailene Woodley. Uh, Mark McWilliams with us. It's Friday. Talk a little football. Talk a little bit of cooking. A little bit of uh, football camping uh, and golf. Uh, you're actually on the road, uh, June twenty yeah. fourth and twenty fifth weekend in Philly. First of all, you're part of a really big uh, charity golf tournament. Yeah, Eric Williams is having his uh, golf tournament uh, coming up next week, uh, Friday. So we'll be playing at the DuPont Country Club, which is an amazing uh, track. So some yeah. of the guys that will be there will be Charles Haley, uh, Derek Kennard, Richard Dent, Bo Kimball. I'm always excited when I see Bo <laughs> yeah, Kimball, yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, you grow up and watching those guys play, you know, him and the uh, guy rest his soul, Hank Gathers back in the day. You know, Bo Kimball was a straight sniper, man. Yeah. And, you know, when I see him – you know, I'm like a kid in the candy store. I'm like, man, hey, Bo. And he's like, hey, what's going on? He's like a fan of mine. I was like, no, I'm a fan of you, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get I get excited. Obviously, you know, Charles Haley is always, you know, a great sound bite. So I, I know if I can get if we can get a show going next week with those guys at a round table, uh, man, it, it'll be pretty impressive. And, you know, on that twin on that Friday, uh, Friday, Friday morning, uh, I'll be a guest coach at the University of Penn. So, you know, the coaches reach out to me. Uh, they knew I was in town, so they're having their high school prospect camp. Uh, so I'll be the defensive back coach, uh, coaching at the University of Penn camp. So I'm excited about that. And then that night, uh, you know, I'll be going on to the local tap, which is a local uh, brewery there in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. And I'll be the celebrity bartender, baby. So I'm going to wow. be mixing them up. I'm going to be mixing them up. <laughs> me and Barrett Brooks are going to be the uh, celebrity oh. bartenders. Uh, so we're excited about that. And then sun- Saturday morning, we head to Hershey, Pennsylvania, where I'm going to be doing a cooking segment as well at the Hidden Steel Distillery, which is a uh, a family-owned business, bourbon business, uh, that's right there in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So I'm excited about that as well. And then I'm not done. 
I head over to what? New Jersey, man. Oh yeah. Uh, on that sat on that uh, that weekend, and I will be playing in uh, Ron Jaworski's uh, celebrity uh, golf tournament as well. So it, it's going to be an wow. amazing uh, couple of days for me, man. Like I said, some of the guys that I grew up watching, uh, you know, I really get excited about that. And you know, I know I always talk about Philly, but you know, for me to be able to still go back, you know, twenty something years later and still get the love from uh, the fans and people want to, you know, support our charity events that we're doing. Uh, it's called the Lift Program is what we're launching. Uh, that's going to help inspire uh, young men uh, for high school um, that, that are being bullied. So, you know, it, it's a great campaign that we're going to be launching over the next couple of days in Philadelphia at those two charity events. And, you know, we're expecting between four and five hundred people in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So I'll, I'll be on Instagram live, man, cooking. So I'm excited, man. We got vendors. We got all kind of people that's going to be showing up. So we're excited about that. Really cool. You're a good guy, Mark, man. We appreciate you joining us on a Friday, and uh, we'll try to catch up with you next week and certainly the week after that. Thanks, man. All right, man. I appreciate it, man. I'll make sure I'll bring back some bourbon for you, buddy. There he is, our football insider, Mark McMillan, the former chief and eagle. We're about five minutes away from puck drop up in Montreal. We'll give you some last-second thoughts as the Golden Knights try to get game three of this series. The phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. Call 702-364-1100 and tell us what's on your mind. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. Von Tobel's here. It's Cofield. So let's get uh, some of the latest news, uh, NBA here in a second, but from the VGK news front, which... Uh, John, this is amazing as as a guy who is now turned into a gambling expert and you follow this stuff. I, the more I process the fact that we find out eight minutes before puck drop or 10 or 12 minutes before puck drop, the lineups, it's pretty nuts from a gambling standpoint, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course. And, and, and you know, hockey, if, when it comes to the mysterious nature behind everything, when it comes to injuries, all of those sort of things. And there has been some pushback with it, uh, I think. I think I read an article, I want to say a month or so ago, that the NHL was toying with the idea of altering like an injury report and reporting things and clarity right. because of their partnerships with sports gambling. But, yeah, yep. this is kind of nuts. Okay, so it looks like Chandler Stevenson's out. Um, right now on the ice, you've got Alex Tuck taking the line rushes with Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone. We mentioned that earlier in the show that they're going to experiment with Tuck playing center. It looks like Tomas Nosek. Should be back, and he's skating with Ryan Reeves and William Carrier. Uh, we know that Ducharme, the coach for Montreal, is out. Positive COVID test. Is he out for, you know, 10 days? We don't know. The NHL's had a lot of issues with false positives. So as the news come in, we'll get you more and more information. And, again, you can hear the game over on Fox Sports 1340 and 98.9 FM. That's our home of VGK Hockey here in Las Vegas. Tracking what's going on in NBA game number one. <laughs> Atlanta's out to a uh, last count I saw was 16-8. Um, I got to tell you, I don't like the Philly aura, the vibe right now. There's a lot of throwing their hands up, looking to the officials. Uh, Tobias Harris had a foul on Trey Young, who's shooting a three and he doesn't give enough room when he lands and he throws his hands up like, guys, you know, you're going to have to overcome here. The crowd's going to be freaking frenzied. They're looking at the refs and I don't know, man, I'm not feeling it early on. 
No, I mean, and look, and think about just where they're coming from too, right? The two massive blown leads, like that's mentally taxing on a team as well. And if you're already kind of in your feelings, for lack of a better term, right, <laughs> as the game starts, uh, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. Like focus on the half-court execution. Focus on running actual pick and rolls and, and executing your offense as opposed to doing that. So I, I would agree that that is not really a good start. I'm very analytically driven when it comes to the analysis, but at the same time, yeah. you know, you can read things pretty early, and it's not really a great start for Philly. Did you jump back in on the series at all? Yeah, yeah, I've set myself up in a pretty good spot. I mean, so if Atlanta wins the series, I'm, I'm making a very minimal profit, but it's a profit nonetheless. I got Philly at minus 110 to win this thing, and I got Atlanta at plus 460. Were you surprised you could get 50 to 1 before the last game on the Hawks to win the title? Not, not insanely surprised. I mean, look, I thought still even before the last game that Philly was going to win this series. Yeah. You know, from a power rating perspective, Atlanta is still pretty low on the board. And, and from a power rating perspective, Philly is very high. You know, the chances that they would realistically win this series, given the talent discrepancy, was pretty low. So I wasn't insanely surprised that they were that, uh, that high. I mean, maybe I guess we can quibble like with 30 to 1, potentially, you know, given how well they have played up to this point. But it wasn't insanely surprising. And I'm not saying that, you know, at 50 to 1, it's, it's worth that. I'm saying it's worth the shot. I don't think they're going to win the title. But, mm -hmm. John, who knows? It's like at this point, whoever gets near the finish line mostly healthy has a shot. Yep. Well, and remember, too, I'll pull this up really quickly, but remember a couple of months ago um, that there was a. Um, there was a group in Las Vegas and other spots oh, uh, that yeah. was going around and, and putting some pretty solid futures prices uh, bets on the Atlanta Hawks when the Eastern Conference, when the NBA Finals. So that storyline's still out there as well. VGK games coming up here in uh, less than ten minutes. Uh, latest update: uh, one of the big media members in uh, Montreal saying all the players and coaches tested negative twice. Tested negative twice today. Uh, but Dom Descharm will not be available for a while. So that sounds more and more like the info is that it is a true positive test for the coach of the Canadians. All right, Big Five's on the way. we got to get to, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, I was going to say blockbuster. It's not blockbuster, but it very much a stirring the pot story about the Raiders and Damon Arnett that was put out there by our buddy Vic Tafer. We've got... Our NBA and college basketball insider, Curtis Terry, in the 5 o'clock hour. And again, if you're looking for the hockey game, it's over on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And if you're looking to watch the game with one of the stars of Fox Sports Las Vegas, Ryan the Hockey Guy is on the road right now. He's on the east side. He's hanging out right in front of the racing sportsbook. Go say hi to him. Sign up for all the great prizes. Again, Samstown Racing Sportsbook with Ryan the Hockey Guy. More of Cofield & Company is on the way, live in the Finley Toyota Studios.